everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Books Are Chic. I am so excited to welcome back this writing duo who are two of the most fun, one of my favorite writing duos of all time. They are just a blast, and we are here to celebrate their second book. So they were here last year. We celebrated The Beach Trap. It was one of my most favorite summer reads, and now we are back with The Comeback Summer, which I also just loved. It is the perfect beach, pool, vacation, whatever, whatever era you're in, it is perfect for that. So I am so excited to welcome back Allie Brinkley. Welcome back. Yay, thank you. you. We have to, to you need to introduce who you are individually. I say it like, because I'm watching you and I just know you, but they are (laughs) two, two fab friends. Go for it. Um, I'll go first. I'm the Allie of Allie Brady. Allison Hammer is my my full name, and I've got two books under that, um, You and Me and Us and Little Pieces of Me. And I am Brady, Brady Godfrey, and um, I write thrillers as well under my own, my own name. So Imposter and the Followers. Yes. And Brady came on for Imposter, which I loved too. See, that's the thing is you guys are just giving us everything we need. You're giving us individual (laughs) books. You're giving us together books. Like it's just, it's, it's amazing. So, okay. Tell me Beach Trap came out. It was on so many summer lists. It, I just felt like I saw it everywhere, rightfully so. But what from last summer, the Beach Trap up until now for Comeback Summer, have you guys been up to? You have to fill in your fans. (laughs) I don't, it's time is so weird. I'm like, it beach traps feels like it was like a million years ago. <laughs> we, it wasn't. It was, I, I know. And people are still reading and discovering the beach trap, which has been so thrilling and exciting. Cause it's, I guess with seasonal books, like that's such a beach read. It's mm-hmm. getting a second life, which for us is like, is super thrilling. But we have been, we, we started writing, um, we worked on revisions for the comeback summer. Everything felt really rushed with the book. It was, it, they pushed it up a month so that it was on sale for more of summer. Um, and we were just getting ready to, to bring this book out in the world. I don't even know, Brady, what have we been up to the last year? Yeah, it's been a lot of writing and revising and getting our cover and planning a tour and yeah, just there's always it always seems like you're juggling like four balls when you have a book coming out every single year. And Brady's yeah. had two. I know. I was gonna say, and you've had you've had your thrillers coming out. Um, yeah, because when we talked about the beach trap, you, I was like, "Are we getting something else from you guys?" You're like, "Oh yeah." And then you you told me about you were working on Comic Star. I was like, "That sounds amazing." Um, but and now we have it, and we're here. So it does. It feels like that was warp speed. I feel like we were just sitting here talking about beach trap, even though it feels because you guys have probably written so much, it does probably feel like a bazillion. <laughs> That's the crazy thing about publishing because you're, you know, you're promoting one book, writing the other book, still talking about the last book. So it's like sometimes luckily we write our books in the same world. They're all standalone, but they're in the same world. So we at least don't have to juggle like juggle that. I can't imagine how historical fiction authors feel if they're in like different time zones or countries. Like so we're (laughs) at least in the same world. Yeah. And and you um I just lost my train of thought about some. Oh, I love that you said 
that the comeback summer, or sorry, not the comeback summer, the beach trap, I'm getting them confused now, has had this resurgence. Cause I agree. I think, I think when you go into like Barnes and Noble or a bookstore, they always have like a beach treats table and like you're, and we had said this when we were talking about that, that your covers are just automatic. Like, yep, that's summer. Like, and I feel, and we talked about this before, but I think you guys are going to get to this point where it's like Allie Brady has a summer book out, like summer is here. And that's, those are the best <laughs> books. We really hope so. That's our, that's, you know, that's our, that's one of our goals. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And wait, Brady, are you still, you're also a doctor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that still also happening? Which it's I still know. also happening. Yeah. It's been a lot. This has been a, a busy couple of years. Yeah. I will not have a book of my own coming out next year, which is good. I don't, I don't want, I need a little break from that. So it'll be, okay. it'll be a couple of years or three years. We'll see what happens. Okay. And the the one that's coming out is the followers, which is, yes. your, which you did the cover. It's incredible. Yes. It is so, and the book is so good. Uh-huh. And it's dedicated to me. That's right. I, know. I need to give, I wait, we have to talk about that for a sec because you have that on Instagram. Like you didn't know, right? Allison, no, you didn't know. Was, no, okay. No. So there's like a video, the whole thing, but like, I think what also for me aside from just loving your your writing style together and just how fun your books are but like you guys document so well just how you're like really great friends and I think that that just adds an extra layer to your books knowing that this has come out from two really great friends like it just makes it so much more special I think it it definitely is for for me and for anybody who goes to watch the video it's on Brady's um Instagram turn the volume down because i like squeal like real loud no i feel like turn it up i loved it i was like i love yeah. all every single thing about this this was it was so great and i'm sure um, and i think you sort of mentioned like i'm sure you probably were bouncing things off of Allison while you were writing it oh oh she, she was yeah, so like, involved she, yes and so yes, yes it I love that it was dedicated to you. I love that whole thing. People need to go on Instagram just to watch that video. Um, okay, but and, before and we- the book. <laughs> what did you say? And pre-order the book. When's yeah. it coming out? Oh. Um, August 29th. Okay, I need to get a copy of that. Um, yeah, you need to get a copy. I will. I do okay. need to get a copy of that. Yeah. Um, but what I was just going to say, before we get into Comeback Summer and all of that good stuff, you have to tell us, because you just like slyly mentioned- because I didn't even know this existed. Now I see every single video of every like most amazing author was at this book bonanza, which I'm like, first of all, anything called book bonanza, I would be in. I don't care if books are flying in the air. Like I would just be like, I am going to something called book bonanza. bonanza. But it was literally the who's who, including both of you, of the book (laughs) world posted by I didn't even know that she had Colleen Hoover I did not even know she had this thing and was it like had it stopped from COVID I'm getting like I literally don't even you have to tell me everything so the last one was in 2019 and then they Mm -hmm. canceled it and so the last one I was there last year and Brady and I were there together this year like last year got rolled over but Colleen has just exploded and so this they had a few more tickets and it was a lot of new people, but I have Colleen and I oddly have a, a mutual friend, Steve Everett, who's a musician. And he was like, I know an author like that, that you might know. And when he said Colleen Hoover, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and so you're like, seemed, yeah, <laughs> like Coho, the queen. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's so incredibly nice and generous. And so she invited us to book Bonanza 
and it is 2,000 readers and about 200 authors. And there are two days. The morning is panels, our panels. Um, Brady can tell you about the panel that we were on, which was incredible. And then there's an afternoon signing from two to six. So both days, there's a four hour signing. You're in this massive convention center. And when they open the doors, it is like, like, you know, those like those videos where people are wedding dress shopping and there's like the discount. It's like that. It is just like excited and it's it's crazy. And there's four hours of signing and pictures. And then the attendees have a party, but the authors are so exhausted. We usually go up to the author suite and just like <laughs> relax. But Chill. Brady, did yeah. you tell about our panel? Yeah, the panel was so fun. So we were on a panel of co-authors. So there were four co-author pairs. And um, if I can remember everyone, Jiffy Kate, Piper Rain, Krista and Becca Ritchie and us. And it was so cool because everybody co-authors differently. Like we have a style, other people have a style and it's completely different. And so we're completely fascinated by what they're saying, you know, and it was just really, there's something really cool about co-writing with someone. And so to meet a bunch of other co-authors, it was really fun. And for us, because we're still pretty new in the publishing scene. And so Becca and Krista Ritchie have like such a big following that all of their fans and and Jiffy Kate and Piper Rain, like their fans were there and got to know us. So we had a chance to, you know, so about at least half of the people I think that came by our table were like, we loved your panel. And so it was really good for us to have that, that additional audience. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's, I mean, that is like, I love that for you because exactly what you said, people who didn't know you now, you know. And so my question to you is like, when they're running in like the wedding dresses, are they running because like the books are for free or they you they're, buy the book? They're just trying to get in line. They're trying to get in line for signing with their favorite authors. Like the authors okay. that have published, you know, 10 books, 20 books, you know, some of these people yes. have just been so prolific. They've been reading them for years. So some authors had, you know, wristbands to be able to see them and hour long lines. We did not have a long, long line. We did have a line, but, <laughs> yes. um, and we met a lot of great people. Um, awesome. but yeah, it was really great. I would totally I, see. That's what I love because I don't think people really re- like, if you're a huge reader and fan of authors, I don't, I try to explain it. And I don't think people understand like authors are like celebrities to readers. Like I would be running into your line. I'd be running into lines too, because (laughs) you really like, that is a huge deal. Like author signings are a huge deal. And you really just, if you don't get it, you don't get it. But it was a big deal for us too. We got to meet Julia Whalen in person who I adore. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved Lucy Score's book, got to meet her and chat with her and her husband who they call Mr. Lucy. Um, Lisa Jewell was there, Colleen, E.L. James, um, it was, it's a, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I love that. I hope you guys keep going back back and then you'll have all your return fans and then your okay. line will be like 10 times as long. <laughs> um, okay. So tell me anything from the beach trap to come back summer. Like, did you guys do anything different writing wise after you did beach trap? Like, were you like, okay, let's change what we did this time around. Cause you're both writing together. You're not in the same place. So kind of explain that to people who might be new. And and for people listening, if you go back into season one, Allie Brady was was on um, for the beach trap and we had a great chat and you guys really dive into like how you got started, how you get to know each other. So anything new this time around? I think that the biggest difference was the beach trap really fell together beautifully and quickly and easily. And with the comeback summer, we had an interesting idea that we loved but we needed to give it a hook and a little bit more of a wrapping. So I think that the 
the writing process, the, the outlining process, I think it took a little bit longer, but we, we have a process now we're on our, our, is it, this is our fourth book that we're, we're doing it. So the process of it is, you know, pretty much always the same. Yes. So we each, there's two point of view characters in the books, two women, and we each take control over one of those characters. So we write the chapters from those, for those um, characters point of view, and then we swap them to edit each other. And, um, so it was a similar process for the comeback summer. One thing that was different is in the beach trap, the two sisters are sort of, they're sort of at odds through a mm -hmm. lot of the book. They are, you know, they're strange. They're sort of on opposite sides. Right. And so there's not a ton of scenes with them together, but then in the comeback summer, these two sisters, they live together, they work together and they're best friends. And so almost all their scenes are together. So there was a lot of coordination back and forth. Like, do you think your character would say this? How do you think your character would react to that? Um, and so that made it, it was challenging, but it made it really fun too. Good point. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, so, so much of the dialogue, it wasn't like you were just thinking on your own, like you did, you'd have to like, probably, and you guys do it a lot over zoom. I forget what you mm -hmm. said for zoom. Yeah. We have weekly Zoom sessions and our, our our normal schedule when we're drafting is that one of us will write our chapter, we'll each write our chapter and then we swap and edit. So even though we wrote one chapter, we have our hands on on everything. And, you know, Brady puts it so well that it's like we're getting to read the book as we're writing it. So um, we are both getting to know the characters as well as each other. And so we'll take a stab. Um, I wrote Libby. She wrote Hannah, the sisters in, in this book. And I'll take a stab at writing what Hannah would say in my chapter, and then Brady would have free reign to change it or add it. And and we're we're really collaborative, which um, I think is part of the reason sometimes people don't know we're two people, which is fun. Yeah, you wouldn't be. I mean, I feel like there it's definitely it's hard. I will say the lot of the authors that I've interviewed that are in a writing duo, so it is hard to like. You, some people you can tell it's two people not a lot of the times you guys definitely not like that does not surprise me and wait you have to tell about um jenna hager tell because she was at book bonanza and she she tell tell that little tidbit <laughs> so we we had like a little bit of downtime in book bonanza they take such good care of all of the authors there's an author lounge and so um we were hanging out with our friend lynn painter who's another incredible author and we're like, let's stop by the author lounge. And we did. And there was Jenna Bush Hager. And we're like, oh, my God. And we there was like a moment where we could introduce ourselves. We're like, hi, we're Allie Brady. And she's like, hi, I'm Jenna. And we're like, we know. We know you're, like, you're Jenna. Yep. But she's yeah. so nice, right? <laughs> yeah, that is really nice. It was so nice. And so we told her, you know, what we wrote, The Beach Trap and our names. And she's like, oh, I've heard of that. I didn't know you were two people. And we're like, you heard of our book? It was pretty exciting. <laughs> that is so exciting. And that shows, like, that's what I'm saying. You guys are like a seamless, fluid. You wouldn't even know that you were two people. Um, okay, so give your, and you can each do one or, or just collaborate, your sort of elevator pitch about what Comeback Summer is about. Okay. I'll, I'll start, I guess. Okay. okay. <laughs> so the comeback summer is about two sisters, Hannah and Libby, who inherited their late grandmother's PR agency and they've been running it together. But ever since she passed away, it has been not doing so well. It's falling, losing clients, and they're worried that they might have to close. And the story opens as they've just lost a really big client. And they really think this could be the end. Um, they're brainstorming ways to save the business when in walks this eccentric self-help guru named Lou, short for Louise, not loser, who we imagined as like this little petite Kristen Chenoweth type 
you know, woman who runs this whole empire devoted to helping people crush their comfort zones. And so she says, I would love to have you represent me. I'm launching a new product, but everyone who works with me has to follow my program and do a challenge, which is a 12 week challenge that she gives you to push you outside your comfort zone. So they feel like they really have no choice. So they agree and they get their customized challenges. Allison, do you want to say what they are? Sure. And by, by they agree, really my character agrees and forces Brady's character a lot. Kind of the boss and sister. (laughs) (laughs) So they take these personalized, um, these surveys and to find out what their comfort zone is. And, um, Hannah, who is, who is very shy and an introvert and making small talk with strangers is like her worst nightmare. She is challenged to go on 12 dates with 12 first dates with 12 guys over 12 weeks. And big sister Libby, who claims to be allergic to exercise, has to do a training, um, uh, like a athletic training to prepare and participate in an obstacle, uh, uh, just a physical activity, a public physical activity. And so they sign up for um, a obstacle course race, kind of like Tough Mudder, but yeah. we called it the down and dirty. Um, so the sisters, you know, agree and and help each other out. Um Hannah Brady's character is a runner. And so she organizes a training schedule and and coordinates the team for their, their event. And Libby who loves love, she loves reading romance novels, but um, is she's plus sized and doesn't really put herself out there. She decides to set up the dates for her sister. So she downloads the app and does all the swiping. So things are going great until of course they get complicated. Hannah's first love comes back to town and tries to win her back. And Libby accidentally falls with one of the guys she's supposed to be setting up with her sister. So complications ensue and there's sisterhood and steam and and self-growth and um, all sorts of good stuff. So much good stuff there. Yeah. That one thing I will say is there was the, the steam factor was turned a little bit up. I wouldn't say it was fully high, but you guys definitely brought that, which I loved. And I loved there was romance in the beach shop, but this, I just loved the whole romance aspect. And I love that Libby was like a ro- romance, like a rom-com junkie, just because I feel like rom-coms are having their moment and everybody's sort of like obsessed because we just love that. We need that. That's perfect. So I loved that storyline for her, but okay. Tell me how you, like, what inspired this idea? What inspired Lou? Like I was picturing Lou, like when you give the description in the book, you you talk about her being so. All I could think about was Kristen Chenoweth and like this spunky little thing, you know, wanting you to like live your best life. And I'm like, I feel like we all need a Lou for certain aspects of our lives to like, you know, we just get in routines. But how did this idea come about? Well, I'll I'll talk about Lou, and then Brady can talk about the idea of the book because okay. I don't know if you if you realized or picked up on it, but Lou actually has a cameo in the Beach Trap. I did not pick up on that. Yeah, when when Cat <gasps> is driving, I hate when I miss that. That's oh, okay. It's very, it's, I'm it's mad subtle. now. It's it's no, because I just read a book. Um, what did I just read? Something, and I picked up on something that was like, um, like a like a little Easter egg, and I never ever pick up on that stuff. So I was like, I need to announce that I did pick up on that. And the author was like, Yes, oh my gosh, great! I was like, Wait, I I really am celebrating this. This is so subtle that if you, if people read the comeback summer before the beach trap, they'll pick up on it. But the other way around, maybe not. But okay. there's a scene where Kat is driving from Atlanta to Destin listening to a podcast. And the podcast is with a self-help guru and it's Lou. That is genius. That's so fun. Now so- I feel like I need to go back and find that section in my copy of the beach <laughs> it's trap. It's pretty fun. I love so- that. 
Brady, do you want to tell how we got the idea for the book? Sure. So we were talking about um, sisterhood. We wanted to write another book about sisters. And we were talking about our sisters. We each have a younger sister and they're both named Elizabeth. (laughs) And, And so we were talking about how when you have a sister, it seems like when there's two girls right next to each other in a family, they seem to get sort of compared. (laughs) <laughs> for better or for yeah. worse. One, it might be the athletic one. One's the smart one. One's the pretty one. And um, and these labels that you get when you're a kid and the roles that you play as a child, as an adolescent, sort of follow you all the way into adulthood. So we were imagining these sisters who've gotten stuck in these roles and they really need to break out of them. So that was the initial spark for the idea. And then we just kept brainstorming to get the rest. Did you know... After you had Lou in the beach trap, were you like, we have, like, did you know immediately we had to bring, you were going to bring her in, like she was going to be your own very special character? Now I'm going to obsess over this. I think we had started just because there's, there's so much overlap of books. And I think we may have, like, I think it may have started with a different podcast and we made it a little bit more Lou. Like mm-hmm. once we realized that we were having this book where, where Lou would be still a secondary character, but a much stronger one. We were like, oh, wait, this podcast, that works perfectly. So it wasn't written like that, but it it made so much sense that that we revised it to be. I I love that now. Um, okay, so now we know sisters. And yeah, the Beach Trap had sisters too. And I love that because I think that that's such a great point. You're right. Like I have an older sister and it's the same thing. There was always comparisons. And you're right. It does like follow you probably for, I mean, forever. How can you ever shake it? It's like you grow up with your extended family and friends that have known you forever. They just know you as a certain way. Um, But I also love that in your books and the beach trap, it was like Destin, Florida, you have like place is such an important role. Like that is its own character. So why, why is that so for you guys? Well, we do a lot of really hard research. Let me tell you. <laughs> we So I live in Chicago. Brady used to live here, but Brady and her husband, Nate, came to visit on a research trip. Research. <laughs> yep. Yep. And we had donuts. We had, we went the Stan's Donuts. We went to Navy Pier. We did the lake path. Like we did all of the things that our characters do. And again, like at least we, in this case, we both knew the city really well, but there's, it's nice to be there and to you know, walk where the characters walk just to get some of those extra sensory details. But in this book in particular, Chicago, it takes place in Chicago. Yep. And Chicago is more than the setting. Chicago is almost an inspiration for the girls and the name, The Comeback Summer, because mm-hmm. the city of Chicago, you know, burned down in the, with a great fire and rebuilt itself up. And the sisters call on that as they are trying to rebuild their company and their lives and things like that. So it was really important for us to get that Chicago grit and beauty on the page. You did. I mean, I you 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 do it so beautifully and I when I read your books, it reminds me I think of like all of the like old like 90s rom-coms and how we you always remember where it was. Like obviously Sleepless in Seattle, we know cuz it's in the title, but you think of like when Harry met Sally or um, like my best friend's wedding, like where they were, you just remember like the holiday, whatever. And so I feel like that is such, you guys, like that's one of the signature things you do is you take a place, you make it so special. Like after you read it, you're like, I want to go there. And it is its own character. And you're right. Like in this book, it did have an extra special place, but I just love that you guys add that because I feel like 
those were the rom-coms of then that that you know place was such a huge thing and and I just think that you guys are bringing that back which I just which I just love um but Okay, so the down and dirty was making me laugh because my husband has done a million Tough mutters, And so, and I'm like, I would never, I mean, just trying to take a picture watching it once, I like was dead because I was like climbing up a mountain, coming down the mountain. I was just following. I wasn't even competing. But I love that you, and with the dating too, like I love that you guys had them go up against something that ended up, and I don't want to give spoilers away, but brought aside from accomplishing something brought a lot of other elements and I couldn't decide reading. Like I just loved every character. There was no character that I didn't love. And the sisters, I I was like, Ooh, I think I like her the best. And I was like, Ooh, I think I like her the best. But <laughs> did you guys, when you were writing, like, and I know you each owned a character, but who were like some of your favorites to write? Ooh. Or did you did you ever get sick of writing your character like after like Brady if you read out no no I think I mean no. for me Libby was one of the hardest characters that I've ever written because she's very much like me but she's not mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. and I wrote an essay about it that was on today.com which was just like so cool yes you but, did oh my gosh yes yeah. we, I'm gonna link that and thing I forgot about that okay but but being and the essay was about being a plus size woman writing a plus size character because I had to give the character growth that I don't have yet. And there was mm -hmm. one scene where our characters were training for the down and dirty and Brady like left a note, like Libby should have a moment where she like loves her body here. And I was like visceral reaction, like, no, absolutely not. But then I realized, wait a second, like I'm talking about me, not about, not about Libby. And so that was, she was hard to write. But the my favorite thing to write was probably the banter between her and Adam. Um, the banter was super fun and their relationship was challenging because it was all over text. So you didn't have any of that like locking eyes or that like in-person chemistry building. So it was all via text, um, but it was fun. Brady, did you have a certain part you liked best writing? Um, I don't know. I liked writing all of it. It was a really fun book to write. Um. I really loved writing Hannah and Josh's relationship. They're like a second chance romance and they've been, you know, best friends and boyfriend and girlfriend since they were teenagers. So it was really fun writing them and their history. I really, I really loved that. What about, she did, Brady wrote all of the journal entries and she did such a good job. Do you want to talk about that? I did. Yeah. So as part of their challenge, Lou has them write in a journal. And so they have to write in it every single day and there's prompts, but we just have one prompt per week out there. And so I did, I made the journal prompts and they were really fun to sort of think about what kind of prompts would make our characters reflect on where they are in their character journey and help them sort of move them forward in what they need to learn. It was very fun. And we're now, actually you, doing, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, we're actually so many people, readers responded to the journals. So we have a reader group on Facebook called the Allie Brady Bunch. And every Monday we're posting that week's journal entry, a blank journal entry. And so we've got, you know, a ton of people that are doing it together and, and crushing our comfort zones in real life. That is so cute. Allie Brady. I'm joining. I have to join when they get off. I didn't know about this, guys. I'm feeling like FOMO, FOMO of the book and now FOMO of the group. Um, okay. That actually good question. You just mentioned. So for Libby and Adam, and I loved, I loved both like different relationships that were going in Hannah and Josh and Libby and Adam. Although I feel like Libby and Adam might need a little, we might need like a, um, 
not a prequel. What's the, what's the next, like, um, there's been talk people, some people have asked okay. for a bonus chapter to a see bonus chapter. Like, like, proposal. We need to, yeah. Yes. We need a bonus yeah. chapter, but, um, do you then automatically, cause you're writing that female own whoever is going to be her romantic love interest? Like, or do you collaborate on that? We, I mean, we each own, yeah, the the character and her love interest. For the next one, a lot of people ask, like, how we decide who gets, who writes what character. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it's a natural thing. Like, one of us just resonates more. But the next book we're writing, I just, and sorry, Brady, I keep telling the story, but I think it's so funny. One of the love interests is a chef. And Brady's like, I cannot write a love interest that's a chef. And I'm like, I can. <laughs> But, um, but we, we, we collaborate on it. Like we have that ownership, but we collaborate like everything else. And Brady is really, really, really good at adding the steam. So a lot of times, like I'll take my first stab at it with like my character's love interest (laughs) stuff. And then I hand it to Brady and make it and ask her to make it better and steam it. (laughs) You're like, okay, take, take it up a notch. I do love that. I do love doing that. So it's not like it's a hardship for me. (laughs) <laughs> why do you wait but why do you think you love doing that Brady do you read but, a lot of romance um I do I do read romance um and I love romance um I've always been I mean I've always loved romance even when I was a kid and I didn't read like steamy romance you know I just love love yeah. stories um and yeah I don't know I just think it's fun I think it's fun to sort of get into the character's head and bring this sort of take whatever tension has been building up between these two people and show how it sort of comes out in their, in their, you know, intimate scenes. I think it's really beautiful and special and fun. I love that. And then you have a, you have a thriller hat too. It's like, we don't, there's so many layers to you. Um, I love, I think this book though, for me, aside from like the sister piece of it and the, and I loved the whole romance piece of it, but I just, it really, And I think it would be a great book club book because it really, with the whole like conquering something, you know, whatever they're, um, I'm blanking on the word, but trying to coming out of their comfort zone. I just kept thinking about like, I was like, what would my thing be? And I think that that, you know, as you get older, you are just so caught up in whatever your life is, like your job, your kids, your family, whatever that may be. And you just think like, well, that's just who I am. And I feel like we see more stories and hear more, you know, real life stories about people who are like, redo it. Like, you know, I'm going to take a chance on a career or it's never too late for love or, you know, whatever. And so I thought that this book really brought that to the forefront. And so it, it, as much as it was so much fun and whatever, there is this like deep rooted sort of as women, you know, we're not, you know, once you hit a certain age, you don't have to be just what you are or what was, what were you supposed to do? And in this sense, the girls were taking on, you know, this family company, but like, what more can you offer? And I just, I just love that. And I, I think it breaks, brings up such a great discussion point. And I don't know if you guys, I mean, I'm sure you did, but what, you were thinking of as you were writing and did you think of anything that you were like maybe I would want to come out of my comfort zone to try to do something that I've sort of you know said like eh, no way <laughs> well when we were talking about the challenges Allison was like well I mean do we need to do research on this down and dirty does one of us need to do a tough mother <laughs> I was like I'm not doing it to do one and I said I'm not doing that <laughs> So I don't know. It is interesting though. There's been a lot of people who have, who have, you know, made that comment, like what, 
what um, challenge would Lou give you? And um, I think it's so hard to say. I, I feel like um, for me, like Hannah, there would be probably something about going out there and like meeting new people in a very unfamiliar place. Like I don't have as much social anxiety as Hannah does, but it's, if I'm like by, completely by myself and I don't know anyone, that's incredibly intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe something like that. I don't know. Allison, what do you think? So for me, my, I'm a creature of habit, like big time, like, like that is my comfort zone. And right now I'm in middle of like the most shattering of the comfort zone, like ever. Um, I'm moving to a new apartment in a new neighborhood. Um, I was laid off in February. So after 12 years, um, with 12 years working for one company, looking for a new job, and it's been a blessing, totally people say in disguise, I'm like, not even in disguise to be able to have the time to focus on all the stuff we have going on right now and really taking a reset to, you know, look at my comfort zone and make some new habits and just change because I am like the biggest creature of habit. I've been, you know, ready to move for a couple of years, but it took this to to be like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. So oh, I love Yeah, I love that. And I do think it's funny you say blessing in disguise, but not, but like there are just things that happen in life. And at the moment you're like, you know, I'm sure when you, you got laid off from your job, you're like, oh, but like, it does sometimes take something to really like jostle you to be like, mm-hmm. oh, this is like, I'm going to like leverage this. And like you said, now moving like perfect. Like, and then other little things will start to fall into place. I feel like when things like that happen, where you're like, if this didn't happen, then this wouldn't have happened. And exactly. I mean, like both of you working and doing this, I'm sure is like so much. So, you know, like you said, Allison, you can like pick and choose now. And I think that that's a good, that's a good thing. Um, And do you have a solo book coming out anytime soon? No, I, um, not at the moment. I'm working on another book with a, um, a friend of mine, Stephen Kellogg, who's a musician. He and I started a project on, um, in during NaNoWriMo National Novel Writing Month in 2020. And we finished it and gave it to my agent and she had some incredible ideas that meant almost a rewrite. So we're close to the end of that, but the Allie Brady stuff has been taking precedence just because, you know, that's there and happening. Um, and I just saw my agent last night and we were talking just about some of the stuff, um, with AI, there's a book that I wrote like three or four years ago that has an element that we thought could be timely. So who knows, I might try to bring that, that one out of the drawer, but right now just focusing on, on Allie Brady and that's enough to keep me pretty busy. (laughs) Good. I mean, we're so lucky to have, to have that. Um, okay. Now. Tell us about, cause you've like talked about it. And I think you did a cover reveal for the next book that's coming out. No, you have not done a cover reveal. I made the We don't have a cover. Not okay. yet. In my head, I and, had a cover reveal. And we, we have the, the our deadline for, for this book is the same day that I'm moving. So it's been a really <gasps> fun couple of weeks, but we had the book totally finished. And then our editor had an idea before she even read it. Um, about focusing it in and making it leaning a little bit more toward romance. And so we're working on that revision right now and they wanted to change the name. So we haven't oh. revealed we haven't revealed the the um the new name yet, but the original name was Camp People. And Brady, do you want to tell I don't even know if we've figured out how to explain it yet. It's basically just about it's set at an adult summer camp. So it's about two friends who were best friends in camp in their camp years who come back together during this adult summer camp. And so there's romance and there's, you know, camp hijinks and, you know, skinny dipping and 
you know, adult beverages and all that stuff. <laughs> it's, it's very fun. Really fun to write. I this okay. That sounds exciting. That sounds very exciting. So one funny one funny story about it. We were trying to think, and Brady did an Instagram post. So follow us on Instagram for if you want to add in on any of this fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, say 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 your Instagram handles too, since that's a good segue oh. to that. Okay, so um, we are together, Allie Brady Books on Instagram. I'm this hammer and Brady is Brady Godfrey. Yep. But Brady posted something that was like, what are some places around camp that you can have like sexy time? Like adult camp, an adult adult camp. Adult camp. I wanted to be sure. This is about adults. (laughs) Adult camp. But I have a friend who works at a summer camp for kids, but I was like, one of the ideas was like the boat shed or like where they keep all the stuff. And I was like- I sent him a text and I was like, do you guys have a boat shed at your camp? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, will you send me a few pictures of the inside of it? And like, he doesn't know what it's for. And yeah, (laughs) but we used it to help us write the sexy scene. (laughs) You're like, thank you very much. This is all I need to know. You don't need to know anything else. Yes. (gasps) Okay. So, okay. So it's not going to be called that and it's going to be, okay, good. This is exciting. We'll have, I will probably be revealing the title soon on Instagram and we had a meeting or our editor had a meeting about the cover. So it's in the works. Um, and we, I think we know the concept, but we haven't seen anything yet. Okay. Th- I'm excited. And we just know. And then you said there's like going to be a fourth book from you. We guys. haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. But- we were contracted for two more. So um, it'll Great. be where camp people is called. And then another one that we've been batting ideas around, but we haven't landed on one yet. Okay. Well, at least we know st- Tons of stuff are coming from you. Um, and I, before we get into the new chic list questions, I am going to say that, and I told this to you guys before, when I got the arc of Comeback Summer and I was like flipping through and I love that you guys do your own singular acknowledgements and then you do like a together acknowledgements and I'm like scrolling along whatever and all I saw was books are chic and I was like books are chic has never been in any book I've had Aww. Courtney Marzilli and I've had less beating books but that felt like I was like you know I started this podcast just to have fun and I felt like that really was like a little trophy <laughs> that you I was like made it. I love it I made it so I appreciate that because like I said I love I just love you guys as friends and as writers but I also love being with authors as they start out and like it's always fun because then every time we meet up I'm like so many things have happened and there's so many new fun things to talk about so okay here we go let me bring up the questions. You guys each answer, unless you have like a joint a joint answer. Um, okay, the author that inspired or inspires you the most, and why? That's so hard. There's so many. Uh, Just one uh, that you can think of. It the, doesn't have to be that, the one. There's so many, but the one that came to mind, and we were talking about her earlier, and in, in level of our terms of spice is Emily Henry. Just because her banter, she banters like no other and her sex scenes and, and the it's so they're so emotional um, and just her writing. I'm a I'm a big fan. So, yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, we love she's her. Great. She's and great. she's so nice, too. Oh, well, see, I love that. We yeah. always love to know those little inside insider tidbits. Um, OK, your current TV binge series. What am I watching right now? I'm about to start the bear season two. Um, oh, I, I just loved, started it last night. I, I haven't started it yet. Again, I've got a lot going on, but I love season one. It's set in Chicago. 
the end, the last episode of season one, my jaw was on the floor. So I'm really excited to see season two. I cannot, I'm, I'm having a complete blank. So don't ask okay. me. I can't okay. remember anything that I'm watching. I just started fair season two. And I, if you are not, people are not watching that show. Like when people are like, oh no, I'm like, you are missing out on like one of the best shows. And he is so good. And so good. Jeremy Allen White. And I always, I'm like, he's not, if you saw him for one second, you'd be like, he's not like super attractive, but like he is super attractive. He is. And I think that that's a show where if people watch one episode and, and like, they're like, meh, and they might give up, you've got to stick with it because to. it just, it gets so, so good. It's so good. I'm excited to start season two. And I was reading today and it's like a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes. Like everyone's talking about it. Still amazing. The writing, the songs, whatever, but it still hasn't been signed for a season three, which I'm like, I, I'm sure it will, but I'm like, that seemed a little shocking to me. I just feel like it's like, and he won like all the awards for his role. So I'm a little scared to start it. Allison Winscotch, who we love, posted on Instagram about it. And it was like, I think she meant to watch one and like binge the whole thing. So it seems like it's something that I'm just excited to start it. Yeah. I'm excited to keep watching. Um, okay. Last favorite book and current read. I just finished um, like last night. Funny You Should Ask by Alyssa Sussman. It was really good. I haven't read her books yet. I really, really love that. So that's my last favorite book. And I I haven't started another book yet. So I guess that's my current, my most current. Okay. <laughs> I love her. I love her books. I love her writing and her humor. I just am a big fan. The last book that I loved, and Brady, we haven't talked about this yet. I read um, Business or Pleasure by Rachel Lynn Solomon and OMG, it is incredible. I I was like, it is like a sexy sex ed and I feel like it should be required reading for a lot of men. Like it was just <laughs> like, it is steamy. It is like, it is so, so good. I just like, I adored it. It's really good. So put it on your list. Business or Pleasure by Rachel Lynn Solomon. Okay. Good and then- I am. I just started reading Will They or Won't They by Ava Wilder, which is also good. Oh, that's so good. You're going to yeah. love it. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, you guys have all the good rom-coms. See, I haven't read any of these. So now I have to add them all to my list. Yeah, you need to read that one. It's very, very good. But Business or Pleasure right now is like, it's a, it's a, it's great. And again, okay. I think it needs to be required reading for, for some men. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'm excited. I'm going to, I want to, I'm adding that to, I haven't read anything by her either. Oh, she's so um, good. Oh. Is she? Okay. And you also mentioned, and I did just buy, um, did you say Lynn Painter? We oh, yeah. She's amazing. So I yeah. bought her y the YA book, like Always Better in the Movies or something. So I'm excited yeah. to read that. I recently read Mr. Wrong Number, and it is just great. She's wonderful. Yeah, she's hilarious. Okay. Fun. Um, sand or snow? Sand. Sand. Yes. Totally. Okay. Together. All three of us at the yes. Sand. Yeah. Sand. <laughs> Let's go. Um, coffee or tea order? Um, for me, I will either I usually get um a <laughs> it's a little ridiculous. I get a grande nitro cold brew in a venti cup with ice because I like <laughs> extra cold and I add nut pods. So I don't I try to avoid dairy and I'm addicted to nut pods. So I um I, that's like my go-to. Yes. And I also really like cold brew and Allison got me hooked on nut pods. And now I am drinking nut pods in my coffee and it, they are really good. 
really do, good. Do they offer nut pods at Starbucks? No, I bring my own. I'm no, like, she okay, brings her own, but I don't do nut- that. Okay. <laughs> She's like, let me get out my little pods. <laughs> if I'm home, I will do that. <laughs> If I'm, if I'm not home, I'll, if I don't have it, I'll do almond milk, but, um, nut pods, they come in so many flavors and they're sugar-free and dairy-free. Um, and they're just so good. So I literally carry it around in my backpack. Like I've got like a Ziploc bag. <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm admitting that. No, people but it my, is really good. It is really good. People at my old job used to like tease me because it's like, here come the nut pods, but yeah. <laughs> you know, she's like, I don't know these I want to try. Cause I've been trying like dairy alternatives too in my coffee um, so I have to try a nut pod. The it's cookie, good. the cookie butter flavor or the Ooh. cake. Cookie um, butter. Coffee, yeah. Cookie butter and coffee cake are my favorite flavors. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do a little experiment. Um, favorite bookstagram account. Oh goodness. That's so oh, hard. Ones. Gosh. Um, you know, I love Katie. Katie needs a bigger bookshelf. She's one of my faves. Um, she's just so supportive and she is the one who went viral at Christmas because she makes like a giant Christmas tree out of books. That's massive with yes. like 300 books. Um, yep. so she's probably, so there's so many that I love, but I'll just shout her out. Cause she's great. And, okay. But did you see that she's moving and like getting rid of a bunch of books? So like, I hope. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, for me, there are again, so many, and it's so cool to meet people in person. And like, you know, sometimes people will not tell us right away who they are on Instagram. And cause you know, we know their, their handles better than their faces sometimes. But the first one that came to mind for me is, um, is Kate Bookopotamus. Oh yeah. She's amazing too. What she does with covers, like she takes the art of covers and turns them into just incredible art and, I can't, I have to imagine it takes so much time, but it is like, it's just beautiful. So she's one of my favorites yeah. to see okay. what she does. I want to see if I'm following. I think I'm re- following Katie, but if not, I will tag both of them and, and follow. Um, name an author you'd love to have coffee or a cocktail with. Hmm. Like any of them, honestly, <laughs> just hanging out with our author friends. We, cause we were just at book bonanza. So we were hanging out with Lynn Painter, Chloe Lees, so many people. Gosh, it's just fun hanging out with any authors. Let's see who specifically. Um, I would say, I mean, I, obviously I think like Emily Henry would be super fun, but I'll say um, either her or Jodi Pico. Jodi mm-hmm. has been mm-hmm. one of my like favorite authors, like for almost as long as I can remember. And I, when I finished reading Mad Honey, I sent her an email just thanking her for being such an incredible, not only is she an incredible author, but she's an incredible like light and support for women and other women authors. And she doesn't have to be like, she's like so successful and she shares that success. And so I just sent her a note to let her know how much she means to me as an author and all of that. And she wrote back and it was like, it was, was, I just love her. So I would love to get to know her better. She's a good choice. That's a good one. Did you think of anyone, Brady, or or is it everyone? (laughs) I mean, Emily Henry, I think we talked about like Lisa Jewell. I am not someone who like at Book Bonanza, I don't like going up to random people that I don't know and talking to them. Allison's very good at that. Like props on her for doing that. But like, so I would need to have like a reason to sit, like sitting down and talking would be amazing. But like, I cannot just walk up to people and be like, hi. I just can't do it. It's too much anxiety. See, that would be my crush your comfort zone challenge. That would, I would be have to your, go up I know. <laughs> and I have no shame. I was literally like, I I was like, I went up to Abby Jimenez. I went up to Lisa Jewell. I said hi to Carolyn Kepnes. I was just like, hi. Like, I love here. that. 
Yeah. Yeah. She's so outgoing. It's amazing. I'm not afraid to fangirl. (laughs) I mean, me neither. And I love that. Yeah. So Brady, you're going to have to, we're going to have to, you have to sit at like a table with 10 of your most favorite authors and you have to talk the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really good at listening, you guys. Right. Uh, Okay. You are good at listening. I'm so good at listening and laughing and supporting everyone else. I don't need to talk. You do. You have such great things to say. She does. Um, okay. Who is your style icon? Oh, man. So you asked us this last time, and I'm so not like I look to other people because I am not yeah. very fashion forward. Like I like things that are and it's so frustrating when the trends do not fit your body, like work with your body type. When the baby doll stuff had to come back, I'm like, why? Like, I just like yeah. why? Um, so I don't know if I have a style. Whose style do you love? And you don't necessarily have to like replicate, just like who, whose style? I was thinking if I could be like Meg Ryan in the nineties, I would totally be her. Like she had such great style. She was this like girl next door. She wore clothes that looked effortlessly chic as well as comfortable. So yeah, that's who I would want to (laughs) be. That's a great pick. You really don't know. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, I felt like you were crushing it. You kept having answers. Now I we're going know. down Brady's hole. So <laughs> no answer. Again, I like we were we were talking. We Allie Hazelwood came to town to Chicago a few weeks ago and we had dinner together before. And somebody was talking about like getting a stylist. And I was like, that would be something that I could do. Cause I am very like, again, creature of habit, creature of comfort. Like, um, I'm not very bold when it comes to to clothes or style. Um, and in the past I've been like, what can I wear to blend in? But I've started to wear a lot more bright colors. And like, so I am wearing things that are more like eye catching and like, hello, here I am. Um, but I don't know if there's like a person that I'm, so that's my, like anybody who wears like bright colors, like, and is not afraid to, to be out there, I guess. I was chatting on the podcast with Martha Hall Kelly mm-hmm. and she had somebody come before she went on book tour for this, her latest book and the golden doves and had, she picked outfits for her book tour. Oh, I was God. like, that's incredible. Yeah. I want, I was like, I want that job. Yeah. I would just pick out clothes for all, all the authors I love and say, here you go. Go on your book tour. Sonali Dev offered, Dave offered to do that for me. And I was like, the idea terrifies me of having somebody just like, say, this is what you have to wear. Well, that would be pushing you out of your comfort zone. There you go. That's your comfort zone challenge. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. Second to last question. Book you wish they made a movie out of. Well, isn't have you guys read Romantic Comedy yet by Curtis Sittenfeld? Not that yet. That would be yes. such a great, such a great movie, right? Or like it a would. like a series on Netflix because it's set the bit of the big the first part of it is set in like an SNL type place, and then there it would that would be a really fun um would be a really fun movie. That so maybe I, that. I agree. Maybe the comeback summer. No, I don't know. Yes, <laughs> agree. Um, I don't know. I um. I I'm looking at on my on my desk and um the Paris Daughter by Kristen Harmel is sitting here. Mm-hmm. I think that would be mm-hmm. a beautiful, beautiful movie. Okay, I haven't read that yet, but I have it. I really, really she's good. so good. Okay. So good. Last question. Best advice for an aspiring writer or reader. 
For an aspiring writer, um, I've I've two. One of them is find your tribe, find find your people, um, because this is a really really hard road. And if you don't have the support of people that are along the same journey with you, I mean that's what brought Brady and I together. It is just like it's hard, and having your people is incredible. And then don't be too hard on yourself. This is I steal this from Brady um, because she has to tell me that all the time. That the only job for the first draft is to exist. And I um, I have a quote from Jody Pico written on my a post-it note that says, you can edit a bad page, but you can't edit a blank page. So you just have to get it down and then you can worry about making it perfect, but um, be easy on yourself and find friends. I love that. That's so good. So I would, I echo that. And I would say also, um, I always talk about how writing is like kind of a slog. And I always use that word because it really sometimes feels like you are slogging through the muck. And it is sometimes not pretty. It's not glamorous. It's you sometimes by yourself or sometimes with your co-author sitting, you know, in a room and it can be a lot of emotional ups and downs. And it can, it's really feels like you're, you know, bearing your soul to the world, which can just feel very, very tender. So I think settling in and getting used to that, that slog. And also I think I've been thinking a lot about the difference between like chasing happiness or finding meaning, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you're not, I don't think anybody who writes or does anything creative is going to feel happy all the time with what they're doing. They're going to maybe feel frustrated. It's not working out the way they want it to. They can't get their idea on the page and that can be so frustrating, but it still feels really meaningful to be trying mm-hmm. to take a story and share it with the world. So finding whatever type of meaning you have in writing, what the Whatever about it means something to you about sharing your voice, sharing your story. I think finding that and leaning into that is really helpful. I love, I love that. that. I know, guys. You were like little, like you both were little lose at the end, just giving us some <laughs> motivational advice that could just translate into any aspect of life, I feel like. So we end on that note, which I just love. Um But thank you for coming back on and thank you for just the gift of your books. I feel like you guys were just destined to come together and, and write together because it just seems like what, like it was meant to be. I know that sounds cliche as we talk about rom-coms, but it's true. (laughs) Thank you. And we genuinely love, we were so excited to see you and, and we'd love to grab coffee with you. I think. I know I'm coming. I'm coming on the next research trip. I'm coming. (laughs) You yes. can ask me anything about nothing. I mean, I can contribute <laughs> nothing, but I can just like be a hype woman for you guys on your research trip. Love it. Deal. And we love you that. Told us where to, we, you told us where to follow you. Come back. Summer's out now. Beach Trap's already out. I think you will find them on like the summer tables at Barnes & Noble. I did see Come Back Summer when I went to my new Barnes & Noble. So thank you so okay. much again. Everybody go out and read this. And thank you for tuning in.